Good morning. You're listening to Saturday Morning Dads, the podcast for you if you watch a lot of weird kids movies. Yeah, I do that. I'm Sean. I'm Curtis. And today we're here to talk about the 2000 Disney Channel hit movie, The Ultimate Christmas Present, now available for streaming on Disney+. Plus. That was in 2000, huh? This movie was very 20th century. Yeah. There was, was a payphone. A, yeah, there was a there was a lot of stuff in there that I was uh, surprised because I didn't realize it was that old. I didn't realize the year two thousand was so many years ago. Oh yeah, that's a lot of years ago. About twenty three years. Almost twenty three years old. About a quarter of a century. People who were born in two thousand can drink and drive. Hopefully not at the same time, but. They can do both. And and have been able to for a year or two now. Yeah. And probably have been for six years. This yeah. Rebellious Gen Man. Zers. Come on, guys. Do better. Do better. <laughs> Let's get really preachy to young people. Yeah. I, I hope a lot of young people are listening to this right now and can learn a valuable lesson from what we're saying right now. People. That's our target demographic is like... You know... 21-year-olds. 21-year-olds. Yeah. Who don't have kids. Um are not kids themselves. Yeah. That's that is the that is the, our uh what do you call it? That's our blind spot, I would say. Yeah. Audience-wise. That that that's a big um opportunity for growth. Yeah, we need Something to, we should be excited about. We need to start brainstorming about ideas for uh for reaching that audience. Let's not feel bad that we don't reach 21-year-olds. Let's feel like pumped up that we have so many 21-year-olds yet to be reached. That's right. That's right. It's a big opportunity for us. Uh, I used to be a member of a large church, and this church was really into reaching the youth. Yeah. And they had a team of people called youth pastors who were guys in their mid-30s who were in charge of relating to teenagers. Oh, man. And they wore the most cringy teenage clothes Oh, <laughs> they dressed, like skinny jeans print at the time, and they had the skinniest jeans. Oh no! And like Avril Lavigne t no, not Avril Lavigne, Billie Eilish t shirts. Yeah, and, there is a very specific time when you know that you are too old for skinny jeans, and yep. you just know it. And now it's like skinny jeans are the mark of an old man. Now yep. all, all the youth are wearing them baggy pipes. Yep. Anyway. Time to break out your Jinkos again. Yep. Jinkos were popular when this movie was made. That's about right. Oh, yeah, that's I true. am the same age. Uh, this movie came out in 2000, and this girl is 13. I also was 13 in the year 2000. Well, I was a little bit older. Yep. I was 20. Yep. Um, which is why I've never seen this movie before. Yes. I didn't, well, I didn't have the Disney Channel when I was 13, I guess. When I was 13, I did not watch things that are on the Disney Channel. This movie starred a 13-year-old, but it was made for 8-year-olds. That's, yes, that's your rule. Not your rule. That is a, a rule that you have observed. That Yes, I think it's aspirational, like, you yeah. know, d you know. Yeah, younger people watch people that are a few years older than them when they're that age. Right. So... A movie about a movie for thirteen year olds would be about high school kids. Exactly. 
and a movie about college kids or for high school kids and a movie about men who work in the oil fields and ranchers and whatever that show is about. What's that show? Yellowstone? That's yeah. a show about 60-year-olds that is made for 40-year-olds. Yeah, that's probably true, yeah. Yeah. I haven't watched it. <laughs> I have. We're deep into it. <laughs> How's it going? Uh, it's going great. Um, it's going great. I'm, I'm getting a little bit... Uh, uh, I'm, I'm ready for the last season. You're ready for it to end? I'm ready for it to end. I think it, it needs the- I think it needs to end. It's starting to become more and more uh ridiculous, maybe. Um they're having to do more and more things to keep your interest. I will say that. So the scenarios keep getting bigger. Do you remember season one of Westworld? Yeah, it was awesome. That was a good show. Yeah, it just got cancelled. Well, I think it got a lot more seasons than it should have. We've got what three or four? Yeah, that that uh, second season was. Rough. I watched the second season. I did not watch the third season because the second season was incomprehensible. It, it did not make sense. It was non Euclidean in its logic. I had to watch a YouTube video after every episode to figure <laughs> out what the episode was about. I, I I did not go that far. I watched like the first three or four episodes because man, I loved the first season so much. Yeah, the first. Season I really was awesome. wanted to like it. But it had lost its charm. Yeah, I wasn't watching YouTube videos to like figure out to like see what other people thought about it or like what some of the meanings were behind the thing. I was just trying to follow the story. You were watching tutorials. I was watching tutorials about the show. <laughs> like what? What are the? What is happening with the plot? <laughs> like, yeah. Like what happened to this person? Um, it was bad. You know what movie you do not have to uh, think about the plot too hard in? The ultimate Christmas present? Yes, the ultimate Christmas present. Um, yeah. You want to you wanna get into it? You want to dissect this bad boy? Let's do it. You want to make a tutorial video for all the ultimate Christmas head videos? Yeah, we're going to dig deep. We're going to get behind the meaning, behind the meaning of this movie. Um. Spoiler alert, the meaning Santa Claus sucks. Santa Claus is kind of mean. Santa, Santa, this is the worst portrayal of Santa Claus I've ever seen in any media. And the, the makeup they used on his beard was like, they like sprayed it with the stuff that you spray on Christmas trees to make it look like it snowed on him. <laughs> <laughs> Either that or they just used straight up white paint on it. Uh, I did not notice this. I, I, it was a... Very different texture than his hair. Yes. Well, probably just straight up fake beard. Probably just glued uh, on. Yeah, but it, I don't know. It wasn't a very good beard. It wasn't. It wasn't long enough. It wasn't bushy enough. No, the Santa Claus was. Santa Claus mm, needs like a beard down great. to like his chest. Yeah, maybe it doesn't have to be that long, but no, it does. It needs to be like longer than he was. Like um, Al Borland with white hair. Yeah. For all you tool time heads. Al Borland was much more athletic, though. (laughs) Al Al Borland had the the body of of an action man. Yeah, he was very action-oriented on that television show. He had the body of, like, a pretty in-shape cop. Yeah, a cop that would surprise you how fast he is. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) One time, I worked at a car dealership, and... um, 
there's this guy I was like 18 and this older guy challenged me to a foot race and I was like man I'll beat you in a foot race because you're, you're smoking you always are smoking those cigarettes you can't and so he w- had a cigarette in his mouth he kind of had a big Dell <laughs> Gribble vibes That's awesome. and he had a cigarette in his mouth and we raced from one end of the car lot to the other and he absolute smoked me he had like a big old beer gut and I was like Oh man, I, I was so embarrassed. He just like totally smoked me. I love it when people surprise you with hidden talents like that. Yeah, or like hidden athletic ability, or when yeah, when guys have like a middle aged man body, yeah. but they're still super athletic. Yep that that was an excellent example of that. Yeah, that's always fun. That's when I learned not to underestimate the older generation. So this movie. Mm-hmm. It's a Christmas movie. Allegedly. And then it turns your expectations on their head at the very beginning by showing palm trees. Now, I knew. I knew for from the start. I was like, before I even turned the movie on, as I was trying to find it in Google+, I was like, I know this movie takes place in L.A. around Christmas time. I bet you anything, it opens up with this beautiful tableau of like Southern California sunshine and convertibles and roller, pe- so rollerblade rollerblading, dogs, surfing, palm trees, the beach, the beach, every LA thing that you could think of. I, in like, 1990. I, know, I know for a fact it's going to open up with all this stuff and then it'll say LA three days before Christmas. And I call it, that's exactly literally what happened. That's exactly that is. Maybe you exactly that. Maybe you watch this when you were a kid and you have repressed memories about it. I think it's just because like uh, my instincts are so good that I could be writing Disney Channel movies. Oh, yeah. Um, AI could write better. (laughs) (laughs) AI is going to put Disney Channel writers out of business. Just do you think they have? I bet next year AI writes at least one Hallmark movie. Yeah, oh, it'll be Script. better. It'll be better than what they're currently doing. They probably have a machine that writes them right now. Just a straight up, like, machine that just changes names and places. Yeah, oh, you know, I bet there's a lot of, like, uh, really well-connected, like, it's like real insular community of, like, yeah, writers. It seems like a real very... incestuous. It seems like a very small community that does those. And they all seem to enjoy it, and it seems to be like a really good gig for when you're like don't want to be on set or like go. I heard it's like a good nine to five job for an actor and for a a person who does movies. But um, I don't like watching them. No. Say it right now. I don't like watching Hallmark movies. Well, what about Disney Channel movies? Hallmark for kids. I don't like watching them. <laughs> <laughs> Too bad. We have a podcast for that's all we do. Yeah. Hey, I enjoyed this movie. I would have enjoyed it more. I have to watch these movies so late at night because <laughs> nobody wants to watch them with me. Nobody so, wanted to watch this movie with me either. I got uh, I got my four-year-old to watch about the first 15 seconds of it oh, before man. she wanted to change it. She was like, L.A. No, she didn't know it was L.A., but she saw Santa Claus on the tile and she's like, I want to watch that. Oh, the thumbnail. Let's start at the very beginning. The thumbnail for this movie is even bad. Is it's, it the group shot? No, it's just like Mr. and Mrs. Claus cuddled up. Yeah. And not once are they ever in the same scene in this I movie. I think at the very end, there's one shot with them when, when Santa goes back to the North Pole. 
Oh, oh! Also, I fell asleep for part of the end. <laughs> I fast forwarded through the end because I, I scrubbed. I scrubbed the end, so I, I was. I watched this phone. I watched this movie on my phone in bed because <laughs> nobody wanted to watch it with me. Um, my my daughter is excited to watch more Barbie movies. Uh, I also have a suggestion for my daughter you might want to consider that we just do a Barbie podcast where we just review episodes of barbie and barbie movies well those are very that's a very finite list though yeah we'll have to definitely be maybe we'll, like a we'll reach an end point yeah maybe it's a side pod side pod yeah because she she that was her suggestion she just wants us to listen to barbie and then i played the barbie episode of our podcast for her in the car the other day and she also requested that we don't make fun of it oh we'll do yeah. a straight straight barbie podcast <laughs> just, just a barbie appreciation podcast okay um that's gonna be tough i told her i'd run it by you i told her i told her i'd run it by well you. there is a barbie movie that i've watched three times this week well <laughs> barbie of the pink shoes it's a ballet barbie movie except the character is not barbie it's weird okay well all right so we got the thumbnail out of the way the opening tableau of how beautiful los angeles is in december Yep, and then it, and then we go into what a busy house. We see a a weather man on the television set. Oh yeah, and he does a He's really acting, acting super weird. Does a poor job of being a weatherman. Does a yeah, but his you know it's L.A. So the weather's the weather's all always the same. And he's a meteorologist, and it seems like he's bored. But it's gonna be sunny and warm for Christmas. Surprise, surprise. Yes. Um, but then, yeah, you 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 see a super busy family in this super busy house with tons of stuff going on. They're talking about how busy they are. They're talking about their schedules. They're trying to schedule out Christmas. The dad's going away for a few days for business because he's a software developer in this brand new technology called he's, the Internet. Yeah, he's going to sell a website. I thought this was hilarious. Like, it seemed so novel at the time that there would be a website where you can buy dog bones. Yeah. And the daughter asked, do you think anybody's going to buy dog bones on the internet? Yes. I just want to go back in time and shake her and be like, buy stock in Amazon. Yeah. Well, now she's making TikTok videos. You know? Yeah. No, she's not. Cause she's 35 years old now. She doesn't she's know making, how to work TikTok. Making TikTok videos. She's posting on Instagram cause she never got on TikTok. Oh, that's true. That's, yeah. Wow. The year 2000 was a long time ago. <laughs> <laughs> it was. This movie happened in a pre-9-11 world. Just picture that. Yeah. The dad was did not have to go through TSA to get on his air fl- airplane. Well, you still had to go through the metal detector. There was still TSA. It just wasn't as strict. I, uh, remember when you, could, you used to be able to go to the gate to meet your family when they got off the plane? I don't remember doing that, but I do remember seeing it in movies. Oh, I remember doing I remember it. in movies the, the, the lover having to chase down and be like, no, don't, don't leave. And like they could get through the gate. Yeah, that would be much more of a cumbersome scene now where they had to go through TSA. Have to buy a ticket. Had to buy a ticket. Have to get screened. Um. Yeah, that doesn't work in movies anymore. But this this movie takes place Blink One Eight Two is at the height of their powers. Cell phones, the are, cell phones are and, not. And a, a state had just been released. Yeah, smartphones are not a thing. Um, 
cell phones aren't really a widespread thing. The dad had a cell phone. Yeah, it, this was kind of when people start having cell phones. But he also used a payphone. Yeah, but they're yeah they're also using payphones, and uh, most everybody still uses their landline. And this is before caller ID, apparently, because no. Caller ID was alive and well, but the, but not everybody had it. You had to have it on your phone. Yeah, it wasn't like default. It was like an extra plan, and you had to have the machine. Remember when you had you used to have the little machine you plugged into your call yeah, your your house phone? We never had caller ID. We just had oh, to really? answer the phone and like ask who it was. We had like a whole separate little machine that plugged in between the phone and like the wall. That just was a box for caller ID. Yeah. So I had some friends who had that, but um, we never had it. So this two th- world 2000s, the mom apparently had run, running a catering business. Yeah. Busy season. Busy Christmas. season. Yeah. Everybody she's having their, uh, their Christmas parties and she's got a... And, just a, and, the, and the son has just got perfect little brother energy. Yeah. The son was pretty pretty good he was just the perfect little brother yeah very annoying very uh into like what his sister was up to um and just always in the way i look there's one scene this isn't not in the beginning but there's one scene later in the movie where he's using the internet and they show a picture to load yes like like each line pop in yeah but it was realistic. <laughs> <laughs> and I was like, man, I bet that was so fast when they did this in the year 2000. Yeah. Uh, my wife and I are also watching the first season of Sopranos. And it's very, it's got some very similar vibes. Oh, awesome. Um, yeah, they just, they just did an internet scene where they looked up their dad. Uh, they looked up Tony Soprano on the internet and it was like, you know, old internet graphics. It was awesome. And they did a printout. They printed it out. Oh, got to print stuff out. Um, all right. So then um, the little girl's name is Allie. She is the main character. Allie, right? Yeah, sure. <laughs> um, I don't have that until later in my notes. I don't pay attention to people's names. Uh, but she goes to school. She's very uh, not paying very close attention. You can tell she's not a great student. Um, she's got a creative writing assignment that she's had a week to do. She's waited, uh, forgotten about it apparently until the last minute and it's due tomorrow, which is the last day before Christmas break. Oh, I think you're skipping a huge plot device. There's a, some boys got a party. Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. A Christmas party. It's going to take place on Christmas day at 4 PM and she's going to go over there at 2 PM to be a few hours early to help decorate. Yes, and she's very. She has a crush on this boy. She's very excited about it. They're talking about what they're going to wear. This is a huge plot device in the movie. Yes. Um. So after school, they uh, are they headed home? They're going home. Yes, and they're in a hurry, so they're going to take a shortcut. They're going to take a shortcut. Um, through the woods. Yeah. Oh, you know how L.A. has all those large wooded areas. Yeah. So they're in a redwood. Looks like a redwood or piney woods type area. In the middle of L.A. Um, that part, I, I was uh, kind of taken out of the movie, I will say. I also was just thinking, what what suburb, let alone a one in like a densely populated area such as L.A., has just a large enough forest for these girls to get lost in? Yeah, well, did they get lost? Did they get lost, or they were just taking a shortcut, right? Yeah, because her, her, her best friend was like, 
Oh, didn't we pass that tree an hour ago? Oh yeah, um, yeah, and the and the LA woods, um, yes. and these are big woods. They're not like it's not like a grove of trees. There, this is like the redwood forest. Yes, um, which is in California. It's very very far away from LA, but um, anyway, they're in the the LA woods, and. Um, <laughs> And they stumble upon a huge log cabin. Yes, which we later find out is Santa Claus's summer home. Why you go to L.A. in the summertime? But it's not summer. It is, it is like a week before Christmas. Nothing about the fact that, like, there's no reason for Santa Claus. I don't, I don't get it. I don't get it. It's his, they specifically, Mrs. Claus specifically says it's his summer cabin. Summer, summer. But it is a few days before Christmas, and Santa Claus is nowhere to be found in the in the North Pole. Uh, it doesn't make any sense. I don't know if he was taking a like a, if he was too stressed out and just taking a break and. But anyway, he's working on this toy, and he gets frustrated, throws it in the trash. Looks like a little robot. No, is it a toy? It's a. He's working on this machine. It's a machine. And, a Dalek. Yeah, and he. From it looks Who. like a Dalek, a sh- but a very small version, um, or something from Return to Oz. You remember that movie? Return nope. to Oz. I haven't seen it. Uh, it's very scary. If you want to watch it, it has okay. some very scary elements. Um, not it's not a horror movie, but it's um, it's on Disney Plus. Oh, okay. Um, Is Judy Garland in it? No. Um, <clears throat> uh, Feruza Balk is in it. Oh, okay. I don't know. Who she that plays is. Dorothy. Um, you remember the remember the Water Boy? I remember the water boy, but I don't remember anybody in it except for Adam Sandler. Okay. All right. Back to our movie. Okay. <laughs> um, yeah. So he's working on this little machine. He gets frustrated, throws it in the trash. Um, for some reason, Allie thinks it's going to be funny. They're lost in the woods. She thinks it's going to be funny just to like... Um, ding dong ding, ditch. Ding dong ditch this guy, this old man who's just minding his, his own business. She asks... In that casual manner that children ask in, what will you give me if I ding-dong ditch him? Yeah. Um, and her friend says nothing, right? Yeah. And she says, how about if if I do it, you have to write my paper. And if I get scared, I'll write your paper. And she's like, I already wrote my paper. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. We had two weeks to do this paper. Why are you just not doing it the day before it's due? Yeah, and she's like, yeah, she's kind of just dragging her friend around, like, making her not doing her paper her friend's problem. Yeah. Trying to figure out how to not do it. Um, but anyway, they don't get a chance to ding-dong ditch him because he comes out and throws the thing away. And then they go look at it. They decide it's cool looking. And Allie takes it. Yeah. She rationalizes that it. it's not stealing because it's in his trash can. It's still not hers. It's on his property. In the woods. Yes, she takes it. She takes it. Um, so then, let's see. Why was Santa Claus inventing a weather machine? Uh, we find that out later, probably when you were asleep. No, uh, we do? <laughs> yeah, we do. Okay. Uh, it has to do with the title of the, of the film. Okay. Um, I trust you. <laughs> I skeptically trust you. So they take it home. Uh, they take it up to their room. They turn it on with the. They press a button, 
And it starts creating this weather system in her room. It starts raining in her room. Yes. And they keep messing with it a little bit, and it starts snowing in her room. And then she gets the bright idea to put it outside, turn it on, leave it on all night, and um, make it snow so they get a snow day the next day. And it works. And it works. Yeah. Um, I, I did like the part on the couch. I remember these days, like when you're you're a kid and you're waiting for your school's name to be called on the snowed out list. Yes. Uh, it didn't happen very often in El Paso, Texas, but um, I remember those days and that seeing one like, time. and I went to a private school, so they didn't always put my school on the TV. Um, but sometimes they did. And when, when your name, when your school's name, like went across the bottom of the screen or they said it, man, that was, that was a good time. Oh yeah. I remember watching that little ticker across the bottom of the screen it would say the school districts. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And man, I was, I remember my mom worked at the school. So she, even she was like, come on, come on. <laughs> Big money. But then, yeah. And then having that, the reaction they have is like they won the Super Bowl. And that's, oh, like, yeah. I thought that was pretty good. Um, so then we cut to the North Pole. Mrs. Claus is there answering phones. I don't know who's calling the North Pole. Miss. Uh, she looks like the Wish.com version of Paula Dean. <laughs> she does look like Paula Dean. <laughs> like the Wish. But like the, the mom, can we have Paula Dean? No, we've got Paula Dean at home version. Yeah. 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 yeah she's the Paula, Paula Dean impersonator. Yeah. Um, but in just a terrible wig. And she's a very generic looking uh, Mrs. Claus. And she's really busy. She's got three landlines all ringing. Super busy. She's running the North Pole when, while Santa Claus is, you know, three days before Christmas in his summer cabin in L.A., in the L.A. woods. Not really painting Santa Claus in, the posit- in a positive Just light. Just not even working on toys. Working on this, uh, what seems to be a personal project. Yes. A, a personal project uh, that only a supervillain would need. Yeah, a weather creating machine. It sounds like yeah, it sounds like something a supervillain would create. Yeah. Um I think um that was a plot device in the Paw Patrol movie. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you're right, you're right. Um, but it was the supervillains. I guess it wasn't meant for supervillainy, but um uh so <clears throat> yeah, San she asks if Sam's back from his summer cabin. And then uh we meet the main two elves that we, or the only two elves that we meet in the whole movie. And it's uh, John Spider Sally from the NBA and Dauber from Coach. Yeah. <laughs> Who are both very tall men. Spider Sally's like 6'9, six, 6'10. Six, he's huge. And then Dauber's like, I mean, he's probably like 6'6, six, 6'5. Six, six, um, but anyway, they're they're trying to say, like, oh, elves aren't what you think. But I thought those two guys were were pretty good. They were pretty funny. I thought as actors, they did a competent job. Mm -hmm. I thought as characters, they were stupid. Um, Yeah, I mean, they were not they were not used. But yeah, as actors, I thought I thought John Sally's John Sally's very funny. But they're supposed to have this like Tweedledee and Tweedledum vibe. Mm -hmm. And they're always supposed to be scheming and coming up with like. Um, ways to revolutionize yeah. and, and that go against Santa's like wanting to stay in the past. They want to like revolutionize and bring Santa into the 21st century. And uh, 
they're incredibly competent. Yeah, they have. They invent like some really great stuff. They made a rocket powered sleigh. Yeah, the, and you were meant to think that they were stupid. Yeah, just because it ran out of gas. Yeah, they made a rocket powered sleigh. They built a rocket powered sleigh that works. The amount of engineering, the the amount of like that, it's flying through the air, and they're like the U.S. government can't do that. They ride it all the way to L.A. from the North Pole. Yeah. Um, so they're very good, and they have some. Uh, they have a telemarketer idea for there's also Christmas there's, and yeah. There, there's a scene where they have built a computer system that you can type in attributes of presence to, and it yeah. will generate a 3D rendering of what that present is. Yeah, it's amazing. It'll tell you exactly. Well, and it will cross-reference a database of naughty and nice children and tell you, like, who wants that present or who got that present in the past because um, they, they found a boot print. Yeah, they found a shoe. Yeah, they found a shoe print. And well, they, we're getting ahead of ourselves. Okay, yeah, yeah, we're, we're getting... But they're, anyway, they're, they're, both, yeah. they're both great aerospace engineers and software engineers. Yeah, they just say some silly stuff every once in a while, and you're meant to think that they're idiots. And Santa treats them like idiots. Yes. So... The, the rest of the elves must be incredibly competent. Yeah. All right, so Santa's... Uh, he calls Mrs. Claus on the Santa phone, and he's distraught that he's lost this weather machine. Um... And then uh, she decides to send a couple of elves to help him. Um, since it's two days before Christmas, they got to send like the B team, which is these two guys who are amazing inventors. They take their rocket powered sleigh to L.A. Um, and then they. Uh, yeah. And then it cuts to back to the weatherman. There's there's like a lot of storylines in this movie. Yep. There's like three, it could be like a 10 part Netflix series. It's, it's with, pretty much Return of the King. With the number of storylines that you have to cut through. So that you go back to this weatherman. He's uh, getting in trouble with his boss because he's too boring. Um, his boss tells him to go out and get some juicy stories about the weather. Um, about people falling. Like he's a Like he's an investigative reporter instead of a weatherman. Um, so he says, yes, sir. And he goes and, but he doesn't do it. He just goes back to his desk. <laughs> um, so the kids get their snow day. Um, and here, yeah, this is the part where, uh, they find the shoe print, uh, Santa and his elves, they find the shoe print. They do measurements on it. Um, the two elves type it into their computer. It pulls up a an exact replica of the shoe, the type of shoe it was. And they are about to cross-reference it with a database that they've created of naughty and nice children who, uh, of naughty and nice girls whose shoe that would fit. Um, but Santa is like very dismissive of them. He's like, I don't need that. I, and he like knows what kind of shoe it is just from his brain. The fact that he delivered 4,000 pairs last year. Yeah. And then he's like, I don't need a database. I've got these old scrolls. <laughs> <laughs> and he's got the scrolls of naughty and nice children um, that I guess they're just going to read through. Um, but it turns out there's like 1,500 uh, naughty girls in, yeah. L in the L.A. area mm -hmm. who fit that description. Which um, 
turns out they're going to they're going to track down three of them. Yeah, they they, <laughs> they talked to three of them, and, and then they get it right on the fourth try. Yeah, um, but apparently, Allie, they don't even bother with the nice list because nobody on the nice list would steal. Yeah, a weather machine, even though it was in the trash. In the trash, Santa. Like Allie, you gotta, was, Allie was in the on the naughty list, though. She was on the naughty list for sure. I don't uh, think she deserves to be on the naughty list. Well, you don't know what she did throughout the year. She was not very nice to her brother. She didn't do her homework. She lied to her teacher. Um, she stole something from Santa's trash can. These are all minor inconveniences. These aren't. What, what do you? Um, <laughs> if you were Santa Claus. Mm-hmm. What would it take to get on to put a kid now, on the naughty list? When we see the other naughty girls, one of them has a baseball bat and she's knocking off the heads of snowmen and laughing maniacally about it, not hurting anybody, um, hurting all those poor uh, children nobody, who nobody built else, the snowmen. Nobody else was out there. Maybe she built those snowmen and was knocking the heads off of because she just like well, wanted to feel was, what it was like to she, murder somebody. That's pretty naughty. <laughs> she just delights at decapitation. Yeah. Um, but then they had a, there was the girl who shook the tree branches and knocked all the snow on the nice yeah. couple walking by. Harmless practical joke. Okay, well that seemed pretty naughty. And and the way she was laughing maniacally. I think maniacal laughter is, is what we're yeah, we're it's gotta here. be what's in your heart. Okay, here's some things I would say are bad. Um so um, stealing your grandma's cigarettes and whiskey that would get you on the naughty list. Yeah, did you ever do that? No, but I know 13 year olds who did. Okay, um, what if you just steal them and you per- don't smoke per- or drink them? Participating in illegal uh gambling at those um shady slot machine places and strip malls. Okay, oh, you're, no. oh you're from Oklahoma. So, <laughs> so they're legal in Oklahoma. Yeah, we don't have those here. There's one in Garland. <laughs> There's one. So the, there, the, I used to go to this card store to play magic, and next door, a just straight up casino opened up. Mm-hmm. It was like you had to be a member to go in, and uh, this lady, like I didn't know what it was because it was just a shady hole in wall place. It had no sign or anything, and I was like walking out of the card store. And this lady was like, "Hey, can you can you win money in there?" And uh, and I was like, "Yeah, kind of. You can win cards." And she was like, "Oh, they play cards in there?" And I was like, "Yeah, like every Friday from like seven to midnight. It's a lot of fun. You should come by." She's like, "Oh, how many people are in there?" And I was like, "Oh yeah, you know, we got like twenty, thirty people." Uh, and I was like, "She does not fit the target demographic of magic nerds. She just looks like a normal middle aged lady." Uh, and then I was like telling the owner of the store I had this weird encounter, and they're like, "No, she's asking about the legal casino next door, you idiot." <laughs> yeah, she was talking about different kind of cards. Yeah, um, that's funny. All right, here here's something about this movie and a lot of Christmas movies that drives me nuts. They're talking about their dad getting back in town so they can go and buy and put up their Christmas tree on Christmas Eve. It's a little late. But every like there's so many Christmas movies that they they decorate and put up their Christmas tree like the day before Christmas. Um and it drives me nuts. Because A, you couldn't find a good Christmas tree. And B, like, what you just want to, you want to 
do all that work to enjoy it for one day. Yeah, you gotta get that done November. Yeah. You want you want all of December to enjoy that. Do you have your Christmas tree up at home? Yeah. Awesome. I do. Do you? Nope. Better get on that. I know. Do I you do to. a real Christmas tree or fake Christmas tree? Fake Christmas tree. Yeah, we do too. Um I like the way the real one smells. I don't like the way that it uh leaves needles everywhere. Yeah. And there's always like a puddle of water somewhere. Yeah. Um, yeah, it's just kind of a mess. Um, but I like real Christmas trees. They're pretty. Uh, I don't. I like fake Christmas trees. I like the way they have lights built in. I want one of those fiber optic Christmas trees. Oh man, I've I the new Christmas trees that like fold up and like. They look so easy to put up and put away. Mm-hmm. Easy. I mean, the one that I have now is very easy. It's got like three parts and you put them together and that's it. And that, you know, it's got lights. But yeah, fiber optic unfolding Christmas tree. It's awesome. Um, I would like a huge house with a huge attic with a little trapdoor elevator that I could just leave the Christmas tree in the attic, decorated, lit, mm-hmm. and then just um, on uh, December 1st, or the day after Thanksgiving, just push a button and it lowers the Christmas tree down into place. You know, that sounds like a reasonable wish, and I hope that one day you achieve that. I have to cover it so that like mice don't live in it and stuff like that. But Well, if it's a fake Christmas tree, mice don't want it. Well, it's like a cuddly little home for them. It would be a perfect little mice home. Well, if you can afford this big house... I'm going to try it. I'm going to try it. Uh, I think you can afford some mouse... I could do it right now with a really, really small Christmas tree. Yeah. <laughs> How would your wife feel about you like you getting a saw and cutting a hole in your ceiling? Um, as long as you couldn't see it... Um, which I don't know how I would achieve that, but I'll work on it. Okay, go for it. Um, we'll have a we'll have a three foot Christmas tree you know, that we can lower into the living room. You know what I've always wanted? One of those hampers, like built into the wall that you open up and you put your clothes into. Yeah, and then when you close it, the clothes fall down a chute to the basement where your laundry is. Yes, I want one of those so bad. Yeah, I do too. And then you just have like a person who lives down there and does your laundry. No, I, I do not want. No, <laughs> I don't want Quasimodo down in my basement folding my yeah, laundry. Those dumb waiters. I always wanted a dumb waiter. D- yeah, you basically want a giant dumb waiter with a Christmas tree on it. Yes, exactly. Yeah. Make but it you mo- could use maybe you could use it like a dumb waiter up to the attic would be a would be great actually. Yeah. Then you could lift stuff because I hate taking stuff up to the attic. Anyway, we're talking about a movie, right? Yeah. So <laughs> the the dad, it snows so much the dad's not going to come back for Christmas. Yeah. Because and the, I don't like this part. I thought this he's only been gone for one day. These kids act like they never see their dad. He's been gone for one day. I miss dad. I mean, I get it. He's not going to be there on Christmas Eve or Christmas Day. Um, but at this point they still think he's going to make it for Christmas day. Yeah. Like the, the snow's not that bad. Um, but then 
plot twist. They turn the the snow machine off or the weather machine off. It turns itself back on. Oh yeah, it does. And then and with uh, the vengeance, with a vengeance, and then it uh, the weather gets out of control. Huge blizzard in L.A. dumps like ten feet of snow. Mm, yes, looks like Detroit or some place that has a lot of snow. Moscow, looks, maybe looks like a back lot at Disney is what it looks like. Well, yeah, but <laughs> Moscow, <laughs> yes, Los Angeles turns into Moscow, and the storm's so big it's reached San Francisco. Yes, and uh, it, uh, yeah. So it's preventing, and now the dad is truly stuck. Truly stuck. Now, yeah, now the weather is in and, San Francisco. And also, that party has been canceled. Oh, no. So, like, it was all for naught. The whole... The Everything whole. was for nothing. She gets she gets no value. I guess she didn't have to go to school and do her her five, pa- five pages. Single-spaced. That is actually a lot to write. Mm-hmm. Single-spaced pages... That's a lot of writing. Here's how you here's how you do it, especially with the creative writing assignment. A little pro tip for all the middle schoolers out there from Sean. Put a lot of dialogue in there because you, you do get to add extra paragraph breaks between each line of dialogue. That's true. That's true. As many paragraph breaks as you can do. Um, you could try, try to get away with like increasing the margins ever so slightly because that can knock a few words down a line. Um, and that could get you a few extra lines yes. per page. Uh, I don't know. My but English you, teacher you, would measure it with a ruler. Yeah, if you've got an English teacher who's a real stickler, which most English teachers are, I would that's say. That's why you become an English teacher is because you are a strickler. Yes, that's true. Did you have to diagram sentences when you were in school? I do believe I remember diagramming sentences. I always enjoyed that. It was a little, it was, uh, it was a little more mathematical, I think, than... English, but, um, yeah, it was like a, like a little problem you had to solve a little puzzle. You get, you got a, you got a brain that just likes to, um, likes to make sense of complicated prod problems. Yeah. Have you ever seen that movie, a beautiful mind? That's basically what I see. What? <laughs> <laughs> when you're diagramming sentences, when I'm diagramming sentences in fifth grade. Yeah. I'm just that- seeing, seeing all these, uh, letters and numbers and, yeah, and then a weird uh, oh, FBI here's guy a verb. Um, yeah, until that weird FBI guy shows up. Yeah, and it's all in my head. Spoiler alert! After the fact. Um, and then um, so <laughs> we cut back to the weather guy, and he's like kind of in a, a crazed state now, trying to save his own job. He steals a snowmobile from a guy. He carjacks a guy off his snowmobile. Oh, he is determined that the storm... Because this whole time, he's been, like, of the mind that this is not a natural storm. It originated in Los Angeles. It wasn't, like, part of a cold front. He's going to find where the storm comes from. His computer that has an 8-inch thick flat screen monitor has determined... That it is coming from this address. Yes, it gives him an exact address. And the address the street is on, it's, it's like 123 Central Avenue, which is just a weird name for a neighborhood street. South Central LA. So, yeah. Um, they live in a rough neighborhood. The, the, yes. The, they, they live in downtown LA. Yeah. Their, na- their neighbor is uh, Ice Cube, but like from that movie. 
Yeah. They live in Compton. Yeah. They 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 don't live in Compton. They, they live in a generic super nice neighborhood. They live in the neighborhood where all the Disney Channel movies and TV shows take place. Well, yeah, it's right by the LA Woods. I'm pretty so sure it's... they live in the Even Stevens house and that this is just the same like set as Even Stevens. I'm like It could be. I'm like 75% sure of that. Um although it looked like a real house that they were shooting in. Okay. Yeah, it did. I mean, they they got a lot of angles on it. But like uh, the outside. Yeah, maybe the outside for sure. But uh, do you think that Santa's uh, summer cabin was just on a golf course? <laughs> maybe. <laughs> maybe. <laughs> like in the, I, I don't know. I can see Santa playing a few rounds. Um. Okay. So the weather guy uh, is tasked with doing a story on the, the, the cast of friends getting stuck in their in their studio. So he just steals a guy's snowmobile. Um, and the power goes out. So Allie's really feeling bad about, um, about her, uh, actions and ruining a lot of people's Christmas, probably killing a lot of people. Actually, you know what we haven't talked about at all is the mother's catering business. Mm -hmm. Uh, her assistant guy, her chef guy. Yes. Wasn't he, uh, let's just say he, he, his character wasn't very PC, wasn't very woke. Oh, no, no. This was the year 2000. That that type of thing did not exist. And it was funny because in the year 2000, that would have been representation. That would have been a point in their favor. It was probably a point of contention. It was, they probably got some grief for it. It was probably the equivalent of wrapped up to having gay dads. They were, they were probably, Probably. it wasn't as, as much of a central part of the (laughs) storyline. But it was just, just he was more like they had just seen father, the bride and, uh, Martin Short's character is like the wedding planner that is that is gay, and they were like, "We go, we, we need a guy like that in here." Yeah, they were. It was probably representation. It was probably a, a check mark in the plus column that they had like a Dominican homosexual, but now it's just like this horrible caricature that's played for laughs. Yeah, he does say some stuff that's pretty funny though. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> When he's wearing the chicken on his hand like a puppet, I laughed. Yeah, that's good stuff. Um, okay. All all the moms' uh, catering clients are canceling because of the storm. Yeah, so um, I'm guessing that that's a significant portion of her income. <laughs> yeah, because apparently I don't think the dad actually makes any money. He's trying to sell his bone business. Yeah, his bone website. He doesn't actually make any money. He's just a dreamer. Um, or maybe he already sold his first startup and he's fabulously wealthy. Maybe, maybe that's it. I don't know. Um, I mean, how else are they going to be able to afford to live in downtown LA? That's true. (laughs) Uh, next to the the LA woods, next to the LA woods. And then, uh, so the weather guy distance away, just a little stone's throw from the, um, okay. So Santa tracks down Allie to her house. Mm Mm-hmm. Uh, she is the fourth girl on the naughty list of fifteen hundred. Um, and then he proves. Oh, we, oh, we skipped. We skipped the uh, the reservoir dogs scene where Santa and oh. the elves are wearing sunglasses and walking through the street while while something very popular in two thousand. I think we just talked about last week. Yes. 
Slow swing mo- music. Slow motion swing slow, music. Slow motion walking to just super cool swing music. Yeah. That was uh We were just talking about swing music. Yes, we? we were. We were talking about uh, the difference between swing and ska and how big swing music was for like uh, a year a and a half. Just a little bit. There was like three bands that were popular. This whole movie had background music in the entire movie. There was always background music and it was very loud and prominent oh i didn't get to um i have to rely a lot on subtitles because uh everyone else is asleep in the house when i watch these things so i have to have it at like volume three uh so i could barely hear them talking but um what was what type of background music was it just like um alt rock guitars just mostly every now and then a little bit of Hip hop inspired blandness, just from the from then, the archives type then, stuff. Whenever there was Santa Claus music, it was swing music. Oh, because he's a hip, cool Santa Claus. This was the worst Santa Claus. He was not hip or cool. He was not nice, even. No, he wasn't nice. He wasn't jolly. He was real worried about. He was real worried. About, there's a, a a crazed bird outside of the door or something. Um. Anyway, um, yeah, the Santa Claus was poorly written, poorly acted, poorly executed, poorly concepted. He's obsessed with this machine, um, and he's not worried about Christmas at all. Maybe he got Christmas done early, and he was just down there. Christmas is just on autopilot. I guess so. He's got some really good elves back the at the North Pole doing doing the work that they mentioned several times. Yep. I don't know. I don't remember their names. Do you? No, they all had generic names. Yeah. So, um, okay. So Santa finds, she tracks down Allie. She doesn't believe that he's Santa, of course, until he like starts telling her all about, uh, her personal business. Like she, <laughs> he gets personal. He gets real. Yeah. He's like, you don't feel that. You what? think your family's falling apart and nobody has time for each other anymore. And you act like you don't care, but deep down it rips you apart and makes you feel terrible that your mom hates you. Basically, that's what he said. And yeah. she's like, oh, yeah, you're the real <laughs> <laughs> Like, Allie has no feelings in this movie. She has no feelings at all. No, her only feeling is kind of, she's just kind of like Mario. She's just kind of like, let's go. Yeah. She's like, yeah, she's, she's just, like on she's, to the next thing. She's constantly just like, let's keep this plot chugging along, people. We only got an hour 10. Yeah. And her friend, um, she's talking to her friend about how she's so sad that her dad's been gone for a day. Yeah. And her friend's dad has <laughs> died. died. He's dead. Her friend's dad, completely unnecessary for the story. Doesn't have any emotional impact on the story. No, it's just this one scene. You find out that her friend's de- dad had died when she was like three. And Allie's Her like, dad loved Christmas. And that's all we find out about her dad. Nope. Um, and that, and we do not return to that at all, ever. Um, and then... Um, so then the weatherman... Shows up to the house because his computer told told him the exact address. Shows up to the house, acts like um, the mom won a contest to hang out with him. The, the least believable thing I've ever seen in any movie. Yeah, which is saying something because the last two movies we've watched are pretty unbelievable. 
I believe everything in Barbie Dolphin Magic happened. Before, Forest fairies. Before I believe it, Weatherman shows up at your house unannounced to spend the afternoon with you because you won a contest. That you don't remember entering. And then also, equally as unbelievable, she just lets him in and lets him wander around the house. Yeah, and he's like taking stuff apart, trying to find where the weather phenomenon came from. Um, a, like, why would he? Why would he suspect that a human being created this weather? Wouldn't he? Wouldn't he be like, oh, the weather formations began over this house in the atmosphere where weather happens? And so he just is assuming there's a machine when no logical weatherman would ever think there is a machine. No, but I mean. There's a lot to get done in this movie and in kind of, a short this, amount of time. This is pretty much him taking a heel turn. He This is where he, he has become, gone. Because he's kind of almost sympathetic in the beginning of the movie. as like a, a weatherman who's trying his best, but he's not really all that charismatic. He's yeah, and you don't want him to, you don't want him to lose his job. Like his boss is kind of the bad guy. Yeah. And then you want him to keep his job and figure out what's going on. And then, yeah, this is where he kind of becomes the villain. He goes and finds the weather machine and decides he's going to become the greatest weatherman in the world because he will control the weather. Yeah, man, he steals the weather machine. Um, and it's also established this weather machine can cause earthquakes. Yeah. but so, um, Irrelevant to where we currently are in the story. But. Yeah, earthquakes, uh, Sean... Earthquakes aren't a, a weather phenomenon, are they? No, they're not. <laughs> Earthquakes, volcanoes. Yeah. <laughs> hey, they've got volcanoes in L.A. Um, I guess they're in the same genre of movie as like tornadoes. Yeah, so, that's true. <laughs> uh, and giant waves, things like that. Um, I didn't. I didn't get that part where they were talking about earthquakes. Did they cause an earthquake? Yeah, they caused an earthquake, like, in the beginning when they're first playing with the machine. Oh, I didn't get that part. Yeah, before they make it rain in their room, they cause an earthquake. Oh, my gosh. Yes, um, and the the assistant caterer has a real over-the-top part where he hides under the table. Oh, yes. Um, yes, in a very... Uh, um, anyway, never mind. <laughs> okay. <laughs> um, okay, so... And then we find out, uh, so we cut back to Santa and the kids, and Santa is explaining why he built this weather machine and why it's so important to him. Um, he said the weather machine is so important because he wanted to give people the ultimate Christmas present of a snowfall, a gentle snowfall, so that um, they could stop what they were doing, stop their busy lives, and just appreciate it, which is the oh, yeah. dumbest reason that. for inventing a machine that can cause earthquakes cause blizzards i mean just invent a machine that can only do a gentle snowfall it has adjustment knobs on it where you can change the weather patterns so santa maybe work on your plan a little bit before you start building this machine i agree and that's just a dumb thing to be the ultimate christmas also (laughs) even a gentle snowfall like can be a huge inconvenience if a gentle snowfall lasts for like Three days, it becomes a huge problem. Yeah, frozen road and such. And I'm I'm not one to argue with Santa Claus, but um, I don't like this Santa Claus at all. No, seems like a big time waster. Um, 
And that's not the ultimate Christmas present. It's not. A Nintendo 64 is the ultimate Christmas present. In the year 2000? Yes. I'd rather have a Nintendo 64 than Infinite Snow. It, there's there's no amount of snow that no, is you the can't. right amount of snow that equates to a Nintendo 64. Yeah, Mario Kart? Come on. Rainbow Road. Santa. Goldeneye? You Dude. kidding me? Goldeneye? Goldeneye. Can you play Goldeneye in the snow? Or Gentle Snowfall. I guess if you don't have to go to school, if you get a snow day, you get to play Goldeneye all day. Which is the ultimate Christmas present. That That is an add-on, not... I guess it's a byproduct of the ultimate Christmas present. Anyway, I thought that was a really lame thing to be the ultimate Christmas present. I, and it's not. The ultimate Christmas present's at the end. I didn't watch the end. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so they, they go up and they get the weather machine back from the um, guy through the power of Ding Dong Ditch. One of the elves has to Ding Dong yes. Ditch to distract the mom so the kids and Santa and the other elf can sneak upstairs and fight the weatherman for the weather machine, but he escapes and he gets back on a snowmobile. Yes, this, this goes, was my favorite part of the movie. Yeah, oh yes, the chase scene, which was four seconds long. Uh, he loses control of his snowmobile and crashes into a candy factory. A candy factory, right? No, right down the street from where they live, there is a candy factory that is apparently just a warehouse. With a giant vat of chocolate. With a big vat of chocolate and like pallets of uh, candy, candy bars looking stuff. Yes. Um, it's a far cry from Willy Wonka, that's for sure. Oh, yeah. This looks like um, maybe some Russian mafia were like stole a bunch of candy and were storing it there. Yeah, but, no. but somebody does say he crashed into the candy factory. Yes. And and they they took a shortcut. So the guy on the snowmobile has to go through the streets, and it takes him the same amount of time as people just walking through the snow because they know a shortcut. Um, Maybe they uh, rode in the rocket powered car. No, they just went on foot. Okay, it shows it shows somebody saying, "I know a shortcut." It shows Allie saying, "I know a shortcut," and they go back behind her house. I guess through the woods. Probably they went through the woods because yeah. Santa knows those woods well. It's a oh, summer yeah. home. This is summer home. Why would you summer in Los Angeles? It's hot in Los Angeles in the summer. And also, it's not summertime. Uh, that, I, yeah, it's dead of dead of winter. He needs to... And it's his busy season. I don't know. They didn't think that through at all. And it's like, if, if I, like have your summer home somewhere where it's nice in summer. Yeah. Right. Connecticut. Yeah, Connecticut. Maine. You know, places Somewhere like where that. where it's cool. Not the, the Catskills. Downtown LA. That's where Santa wants to be? Really? No. Um, even in the LA forest, the air quality is bad. Oh, yeah. Get, get all those polluting particles in your Santa beard. And why... Santa, why aren't you bringing Mrs. Claus... To your summer home with you. Come on. Well, I mean... He leaves her there to run things. That's pretty obvious. She was unpleasant. Well, so Santa. There are a couple of bitter old clauses in this movie. Yeah. I don't want to spend time with either of them. (sighs) Yeah. Um, So, I fast forwarded through the part where they got the, the weather machine back. 
I assume there's some kind of fight in the warehouse. It felt the warehouse part felt a lot like the end of where they fight the mummies in uh, that mummy Unwrapped movie, two. Unwrapped Two. That was, was way not as good as Unwrapped Two. This did not stand up to Unwrapped Two. They 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 find he's hiding in the chocolate factory. And um, he's hiding in the rafters up above, and they find him because he is dripping chocolate because he had previously been dumped in the chocolate tank. And then he um, uses a candy cane to uh, like zip line on some power lines across the factory and falls and drops the machine, and they get it from him at the end. I feel like uh, when they were writing the script, they had big aspirations for this candy factory and how it was going to look. And budget just didn't uh, didn't match up to that. I I agree. I concur with that. There was also um, a very um, this this was around a part where I fell asleep. Uh, this is the part where I started fast forwarding. Okay, so all I know is Santa fixes everything. Well, so uh, from what I saw from scrubbing. Santa sat down, was talking, talked one-on-one with the weatherman, uh, figured out that the weatherman was really not a bad guy. He's just trying to save his job. He didn't really like his job. He loves like, um, he loves like, um, the science of it and doesn't like, he's not very charismatic. He just likes the science behind weather. Um, which is not a good place for a weatherman to be on TV. You don't. You know, I, f- I feel like you, there's you, probably a lot of meteor. I feel like the majority of meteorologists in the world aren't on TV. No, they work for like the National Weather Service, and he just has this job because his sister is married to the station the pro- manager. The, yeah, producer. So, um, let's see. Oh no! First, Santa's got to fix the weather machine. Turns out, all he had to do was change the batteries. Oh, oh wait! I do remember that he didn't use his full of jolly or whatever, full of merry full batteries. He used generic batteries. Why? That was the whole. That was the whole end piece. That was the end game. So really, I mean, when it comes down to it, this was all Santa's fault. Don't use generic batteries. Santa created this. Machine that could easily be used for evil, um, that has is way too powerful for what he intended it to be. Um, can do so much more than it should. It can cause earthquakes. It can kill, you know, people thousands at a time. It could cause floods. Could cause floods. Could cause tsunamis. Could cause, cause tornadoes. Um. It, it should have been a disaster movie. It could also like solve global hunger by yeah. like making it rain. Yeah, and, if it's famine, make yeah. it rain. Maybe maybe he wanted it to do that in like side quests. He didn't want to end world hunger though. He just wanted to give people a gentle snowfall so they could stop their busy lives. Yeah, so they could step away from their catering business for a minute and just relax. Yeah. And that did happen in this movie, by the way. The mom oh, did yeah. go outside and play in the snow. Everybody was snowed in, so they had to stop their busy lives. Yeah, um, yeah. They enjoyed uh, like s'mores and the fireplace that they and they never used their fireplace because it's L.A. Um, so there were some good things that happened. 
because of the insane actions of this little girl. But that little that little boy's party was canceled. And it so never that's pretty tragic. It never got rescheduled. She already had an outfit picked out and everything. And her outfit was some uh, clothes that she borrowed from her friend. Yes. And then asked if she could have them. Yeah, that, well, Allie's know. Allie's on the naughty list for a reason. She's she's not a good person. She's annoying, but she's not bad. She steals her clothes from her little friend. She te- she cheats her friend like she she gives as good as she gets. All right. Well, I don't know why you're trying to defend Allie so much. She's on the naughty list. It's not even a question. She's on the naughty list. I'll tell you why, because this is exactly how Maddie acts. Because <laughs> <laughs> I saw so much of Maddie in her, that's why. Uh, that's funny. I think all little girls act like that. So, um, so and then Santa gives, uh, gives a weatherman a gift by sending him to Antarctica, to a weather station, um, where he's teaching a class. He's teaching yeah. a class at the end. To a bunch of other guy, nerds. Nerds who all... bow ties. Because only nerds can be uh, interested in the weather. Oh, I feel like you're not wrong. Probably not. Um, probably not wrong. But um, these are like real movie nerds. Um, but uh, what kind of class... What kind of school... He's teaching them about meteorology. Well, I know, but he's in Antarctica. There's not a, a university in Antarctica. No, and I think not it's a, his own school. I think it's he, his so own. he started a school of weather in, in Antarctica. In an uninhabitable wasteland, frozen <laughs> but waste. But there are plenty of penguins in the background. That's how you know it's Antarctica. Yeah. Uh, it, it also says on there, Antarctica. Yep. Weather station. So, I mean, I could, yeah, anyway. Uh, that's the gift that Santa gives him. Banishes him. Um... And then the elves bring the dad home just in time for Christmas. They drive him. And that's the ultimate Christmas present. They drive him in a Hummer. Very 2000s. Hummers were cool in the year 2000. But it was like the big Hummer. The big Hummer. Like yeah. the Schwarzenegger Hummer. Yes. One time when I lived in Oklahoma, an a, uh, army base opened up not too far from where I lived. And my dad took me there because they had like an open house where you could go toward the army base. Mm-hmm. And you could get a ride in a Hummer. And that was Sweet. really cool. And they had like an off-road course. That- yeah. We had an army, big army base in El Paso. And they would have like one of those every year where kids, you could like climb on tanks and stuff like that. It was, yeah. It was, so, it was awesome. Yeah. For a little kid, for a little boy to be able to climb on a tank and like get in one and like get in a helicopter. They didn't fly the helicopter. You just got to get in it. Um, That's awesome. Got to put on a pilot's helmet and just like take pictures pretending you're flying the helicopter. It's like one of the old Vietnam, like Huey helicopters, but that were in the A team all the time. <laughs> but man, to pretend like you were in the A team. That is cool. Uh, got to do a zip line. Got to do like this thing that, um, that they train for parachuting. It's like a tower. It was almost like a bungee thing, but it was like, it was, well, it was more like a zipline thing, but it taught you like how to land. It's fun, and you got to do that. Got to do that. Sounds dangerous. It was not dangerous. It was much t- toned down version of army training. Um, that was fun. That was a lot of fun. Um, 
What are your thoughts on uh, the ultimate Christmas present? So, well, what, at, the so very, you... at the very end, the dad comes home. Yeah. And, and the little girl's like, it's so good to have you home. It's like the ultimate Christmas present. Oh, see, I... The ultimate Christmas present was having this dad who had been gone for a whole two days. You know nothing about it. You have no emotional connection to the dad. Yeah, he was only in the beginning. He wants to do a website about dog bones. I don't know. As a child, I would have missed my father if he was on gone Christ- on, on, on Christmas. Christmas. Yeah, for sure. But um, also, like... A Nintendo 64 is the ultimate Christmas present. Yeah, that can that can uh, atone for a lot. Yeah. Um, I didn't see that. I scrubbed through that part. I was so tired at this point. Uh, I just yes. wanted to go to bed. I, um, but uh, see, so I thought the ultimate Christmas present was the gentle snowfall that Santa intended. Um, but it was really having her dad, who she hadn't seen in uh, 36 hours. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, meanwhile, you know, the ultimate Christmas present would be if the elves brought um, her friend's dad back from the dead. <laughs> in their armor. Turns out your dad wasn't dead. He was just living in Michigan. Yes, he has another family. Um, yeah. Surprise. <laughs> here are your cousins, in quotes. <laughs> your your step siblings. Um, yeah. But anyway, yeah. So, um, yeah, her friend got to play with them in the snow, I guess, though. So. Makes up for her dad being gone for since she was three. Um. Anyway, what did you think about this movie? Did you enjoy watching it? What uh, were your, the what the were whole time feelings? I was watching it, I was like, man, this really just makes me like Forest Warrior more. Forest Warrior was surprisingly not bad. I wish I was just watching Forest Warrior. Um, this movie was... Uh, I like... In the pros column, I will say this. had a quick pacing. And uh, yeah, it didn't well, drag. I mean, that's the thing about Disney movies. They got to fit into a time slot with commercials. Yeah, so, so it, it, it did not drag. Each scene quickly got us to the next scene. There was no lulls. Um, the exposition was short, snappy, wasn't drawn out. Fast. There was probably though, like too, too many storylines in this movie. The, the whole weatherman thing was... Uh, annoying because the character was unlikable and it really didn't have anything to do with the other the whole part movie of the movie could have worked without it yeah they could have they didn't need he wasn't really a villain i mean he, he yeah there was nothing about that storyline that if you took it out and he didn't really complicate things at the end very much no they just had to go get it yeah, from him, like he, he made it slightly annoying for them at the end because they had to go. He didn't, he didn't escalate the story at all. He just kind of. Yeah, I know they probably wanted they wanted to get it into that fantastic candy factory at the end. But that that, that candy was factory made out of IKEA furniture, dark and warehouse, free boxes. <laughs> I think I really think they had grand grand plans for that candy factory. They did have a vat of chocolate. It was just open, just open vat where anything could crawl into it. A 10 foot wide diameter, swimming. 10 foot, 10 foot in diameter chocolate it a, vat. It was an above ground swimming pool of chocolate. Some melted Hershey bars. Um, which if it's melted chocolate and he fell in, he would probably get burned really badly. Because it'd have to be hot, right? Yeah, it'd have to be very hot. 
Or if it's just chocolate syrup. Know. Chocolate melts in your car. I don't melt in my car. Yeah, it'd be hot, though. To the touch. Yeah, but I don't know about burn to death. I, well, I didn't say to death. I said burn pretty badly. I, I was picturing <laughs> Terminator 2. Where he comes out. He like tries to get out and his skin where, is just he, melting off his bones. Where he dies in the vat. That's melted steel. That's uh, I think you have to get steel quite a bit hotter than chocolate. Okay. Melt. <laughs> chocolate melts in my car. I hope steel doesn't because my car is made out of steel. Yeah. It has to get uh, at least like 100 degrees hotter. Overall, <laughs> I thought this movie was trash. Um, I thought the the two the two main girls could act. Yeah, they were. I, I didn't think anyone except for the weatherman was a bad actor. And oh, Santa no, Claus and mom, Mrs. Claus. The Santa Claus, yes. So <laughs> everybody else. And the mom. Uh, the mom. The mom wasn't great. The mom wasn't great. Um, the mom wasn't a good character either, though. No. Maybe the actress could act and she was just doing her best with the terrible material. The two girls were pretty good. They were okay. The little brother was very little brothery. The little brother was probably the best one. And the two elves, I thought, were the best, like, actors. Uh, I think the main girl was the best actor. She was good. Uh, I mean, she she played that character well. Yeah. Like, just going through life with not a care in the world and only caring about yourself. Well, she learned her lesson. Did she? Yeah. She got everything she wanted at the end. She didn't have to do her paper. She got her snow day. She got her dad back. She didn't get to go to that little boy's party. I guess that's the only thing she missed out on, was the... The boys' party. And also, what kids are having a party on Christmas Day? No kids. That doesn't happen. No kid wants to throw a party on Christmas Day. No. And no parent wants to have a bunch of kids over their house on Christmas Day. All right, let's get to the the awards. <laughs> okay. <laughs> <laughs> I'm done with this terrible movie. This has occupied way too much of my brain. All right, let's do the let's do the awards. Right. Which character would you want on t shirt? Santa Claus. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'd want John Spider Sally. Is that one of the I, elves? I want the two elves. I, okay, I too want the two elves. Yeah. Um I'd wear a shirt right now with Spider Sally in an elf hat in an elf hat. Which character are you not inviting back for the sequel? The Weatherman. Oh, good point, because he's in Antarctica. Yeah. That's easy. Um what character do you have to have back for the sequel that's not Allie? Santa Claus. Oh, man. <laughs> Sorry. I mean, unless you're going to do another, like a totally different story about this family, which I don't want to see. <laughs> you want to see another <laughs> Christmas story? It's got to I mean. I'm not inviting back Mrs. Claus. Mrs. Claus is the, I'd rather have the weatherman in it than Mrs. Claus. She was. Um, she was a non-character. Distinctly unlikable. For somebody who had such little screen time, she was stressed was she out because Santa dumped all his responsibilities on her. Well, she she's going to be stressed out. She needs to learn not to take it out on other people. Who'd she take it out on? The two elves. The two elves. She. Was, they were kind of the uh, the clauses whipping boys. They were I'm, not I'm nice to those guys. She was uh, cruel. She was a cruel Mrs. Claus. Mm -hmm. Mrs. Claus was supposed to be the most. The, the nicest, most loving, caring person. She's supposed to be a grandma. Yeah. And, just, and and also, why did Mr. and Mrs. Claus call each other Mama and Papa? That was creepy. That was weird. And they gave each other kisses over the phone. And they yeah, it was creepy. They don't have kids. Why are they calling each other Mama and Papa? I don't know. I don't know. These clauses were, they were some of the worst movie clauses of all time. 
I'm not back. I'm not inviting back Santa Claus or Mrs. Claus. Banished. The next one. The next movie is an Easter movie. I I say we got to have the friend back. I liked the little friend. Yeah, she was good. She was good. She gets to star in the next one. Yeah, because Allie is. I mean, yeah, she next needs her own movie. A, the next one's an Easter movie where she learns the 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 best friend does not culturally know what Easter is about. And she learns with the true meaning of Easter. Okay. That's the next one. That's the next very right. weird Disney movie. I do like <laughs> I do like uh the new segment that has just naturally been born in the last few episodes of what is the plot of the sequel? <laughs> yeah. Well that's okay. We should keep that we should keep going. It, keep what it is in the there. plot of the sequel? Where you come what? up with a sequel on the spot. Um and it's always it's always you. Because uh, you have way better ideas about uh, the, film the scripts sequel, than I do. The sequel is Allie's getting ready to go to her grandma's house for Easter. And her best friend is like, what is Easter? My 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 single mo- widow, widow mother is uh, agnostic about religion. And, um, you know, I guess she's an atheist. Is that bad? What? And then, she, and then the, the mom, the overstressed... Um, the caterer caterer mom is like uh you should come with us to grandma's house for easter uh, yep yeah and grandma's played by the we same, do, same we actress do know they're as religious because they do establish that they're going to go to church on christmas day at 11 a.m well but a lot presents, of presents at 8 to 10 a lot of non-religious really, people go to christmas mass no they don't why would you go to christmas mass if you weren't religious well it's if so you're boring. Sli- if you're slightly religious so boring you go to christmas mass or you go to some kind of christmas uh, anyway. they call they call them creasters you just go to well, christmas, christmas, on christmas and, and easter creasters well that fits into the sequel anyway it fits into the sequel anyway what do you think the sequel is uh no i'm i don't get i don't get i don't play this game (laughs) this is this is your segment this is sean sean corner okay who other than Allie, do you give the best actor actress award to um i'm gonna go with john sally as the uh seven foot tall elf um okay who do you give it to the little brother Ah oh, man, the little brother was good. He was a good little brother. He didn't just say mom. He said mom. mom. Yeah, he he was a, he was a good little bratty brother. Um, that's a good pick. I'm gonna he, stick with Spider Sally. I'm gonna stick with little brother. He was just he was just a little. He's just the right amount of tubby too. Yeah, he was. You, you don't want a skinny little brother. And he had like the little bowl haircut. He was kind of perfect little brother. All right. Any other awards that we want to give? We, um, we need to rate this movie. Uh, yeah. How? What? What would you like to rate this movie? Let me give it a two out of five. Um, Rocket powered sleighs. Um, what makes it better than one out of five? Uh, it was short. It was not that long. Okay. Are you giving it a one out of five? Can I? Okay, I guess we need to establish this on our scale. Um, can I give it zero? Is one as low as we go? Is, are, well, are, are we zero doing... would be like the worst movie you've ever seen. This was definitely not the worst movie I've ever seen. This might be the worst movie I've ever seen. I would even venture to say that this movie was better than Forest Fairies. This was way worse than Forest Fairies. 
Forest fairies. They had were about in, the same in my book, which I, I don't remember what I gave forest fairies because uh, we don't keep track of these things. But uh, it was it was on par with forest fairies. At least this was a professional production. <laughs> forest fairies was more enjoyable because you could laugh at how bad it was. This was so bad. This was like a level of it was competent. So I couldn't laugh at how bad it was. It was not enjoyable. It was but, not, maybe if we saw it in the theater, <laughs> like it was intended. It wasn't. It was a I know, Disney. <laughs> I know. Um, with it, it was, it, I I got zero enjoyment out of this movie. Okay. And you said you laughed one time. Okay, I will give it. You give it point I will five. Give it, I will give it one out of twenty five stars. Wow. Bad. One out of twenty-five. Stars. A, okay. All right. I recommend this movie to no one. All right. So, uh, Forest Fairies is worth watching. Don't watch this movie. Forest Fairies is not worth watching. <laughs> 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 All right. Um, so we picked out next week's movie. It's going to be also on Disney Plus. It's called Full Court Miracle. It is a. It is. I believe it's a Hanukkah movie, but um, I forgot about this. It's a Hanukkah basketball movie. Hanukkah basketball movie. I saw it a long time ago. Uh, me and my brother really um, enjoyed making fun of it. So um, and you really like basketball? Yeah, I really like basketball. There's a great musical number in it um, that me and my brother still sing to each other. Um, I'm seeing him this weekend. I'll probably we'll probably sing it to each other this weekend. So, um, full court miracle. Full court miracle. Watch, watch it, watch it along with us. It's gonna be great. All right, all right. Goodbye, everybody. Do you want to say our uh, magical no that's catchphrase? Your, that's your. All right. Uh, this has been Saturday Morning Dads, part of your complete breakfast. <laughs> <laughs>